Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're tuned into Unity FM 93.5. Welcome also to our Luton listeners who are tuned in on 105.1. Today's session is all about university and as the A-level results are coming out in a couple of days time, students are probably quite nervous at home wondering what are the results and what will I do and parents you're probably wondering how can I support my son or my daughter to get their qualification so um, this week is is all about that, what you can do, how you can pre- be prepared, how can you be proactive rather than reactive. And in the studio, we have some university students with me today talking about this. So I'm really looking forward to them joining in, talking about this subject. And uh, as usual, you know, my name is Kathleen Rochnagy, and I will introduce now the students that are with me today. So I have in front of me here... Catherine, Catherine Thompson. Uh, how are you, Catherine? Welcome to Unity FM. Oh, hello. I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great having you here, and I'm looking forward to listening about your experience. And, uh, and of course, you're a master's student, so you can uh, enlighten us a little bit more about even after undergrad, what happens after that. So this is really good. Another perspective on university life. Brilliant. Thank you, Catherine. And beside Catherine, we have Yasmin. Welcome, Yasmin. Hello, thank you for having me. You're welcome, Yasmin, and we will let you introduce yourself also in a, in a bit. And on the telephone line, we've got Salma. Salma, are you listening to us on the telephone line? Are you there? Thank you. Hello, everyone. Great. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for, for also giving up your time okay. for this evening talking to parents about university. So if I first go back to Catherine, maybe she can introduce herself a little bit and um, what you're doing, where are you at this stage in your university just first, so we'll have a little bit of background about you, Catherine. Um, so, hello, my name's Catherine, as um, Kathleen said. I'm currently doing a Master's in Birmingham, and I finished my undergraduate degree about two years ago. Then I had a year working, now I'm doing my Master's degree. And um, I'm writing up my thesis, so that'll be handed in in the next month or two, and then I'll finish. That's about what I'm up to at the moment. Mm. Yes, Catherine, uh, she's uh, very modest in that. She has worked very, very hard with pushable parenting, doing a lot of research on our statistics, all as a volunteer coming in, going through the files week by week by week, making sure she got everything correct and rechecked and rechecked everything. So I can see that your university training had a very big impact on you and how you carried out your research. Would that be right? Would I be saying right in saying that, Catherine? Yes, definitely. So um, my master's at the moment is in psychology, and mm. like that's very heavy on statistics and research. That really helped me um, with what I'm currently doing. And my current master's degree has placements. That's why I chose it, and that's mm-hmm. helping me as well, and will hopefully help me get a job um, in the future. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Great. And we're going to come back to you about university life in a bit. We're going to pass over now to, to Yasmin. Yasmin, can you introduce yourself and where are you in your university career? Hi, I'm Yasmin and I'm currently go well, I'm going to go into my second year for psychology and I'm based around Cambridge. So just finished my first year and passed all that, alhamdulillah, so it's good. Alhamdulillah, good feeling when you've passed that and moving on to second year and I suppose Catherine's journey is something you could aspire to as what you do psychology as well. Brilliant, brilliant. 
And Salma, what is it you're studying? Would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them a little bit about what you're studying? Yes, so I study Spanish and English at the University of Leicester, Mm -hmm. and I'm just about to go into my fourth and final year, inshallah. Um, Last year, I had a year abroad, so because I do a languages degree, you have to go to the country, the the language you're studying, Mm -hmm. to Spain, alhamdulillah, it was a really great year. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. And we're going to have a male perspective later on in the show. So it's not just a, a female show today. We will bring in the guys as well, going to university and talk to them uh, later on in the show today. So if we start with looking at this week, you know, parents are at home at the moment, probably have forgotten all about the exams. Maybe not. Some of them may be w- wondering what are the children doing, what are they going to get, what results they're going to get. But they're not being bombarded with text messages and emails like the students. I believe at the moment the students, the A-level students, they've only got a couple of days to wait. But UCAS have been sending them a lot of information, putting the stress on them, reminding them that the results is coming out. Now, for some of them, they probably don't want to even open those emails and say, oh, I don't want to hear anything about it until the, the morning of the results but others of them may be building up their their stress levels quite high. So what advice could we give to students who are waiting for for that, for those results coming out at the moment? Do you think that university life is something that they should aspire to at going to or is university life, from your perspective, a waste of time? Who would like to take that first? <laughs> Okay, I'll go. You go. Okay, <laughs> Salma. So I definitely think the university experience is definitely worthwhile. Um, you not only learn a lot about yourself, you grow as a person, but also obviously you get a qualification out of it. A good, you get a degree qualification, which makes it a lot easier to get, because a lot of jobs these days require any degree. It doesn't matter what the degree is, so long as it's a degree, so long as it, they've known you've studied in higher education. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so you, th- that's obviously extremely useful. And also, like I said, it's just a very good self development phase like most people move away from home so they get that first experience of being away from home I know for me definitely my first year was a big big year for me I learned so much about myself I matured so much just just that year of just having that independence away from my from being reliant on my mum and dad I I, I learned so much so yeah you do you do self-develop a lot and you do you learn a lot obviously and yeah and it just goes by so quickly so it's definitely something to make the most of if you, if you do get the opportunity to have it. So it's something that we should aspire to in going and something that you would encourage. Would that be something also that you would say? Um, I think for me, if there's a subject that you're passionate about and you're interested in studying it for the next three or four years, then absolutely go for it. I think if there's not a subject that really catches your eye, then maybe at the same time that's probably not the best um, thing to do. Enroll on a course if you're not completely passionate about it. But I would agree with what Sam was saying. You know, university, you do really change as a person. You learn so much about yourself. And I'd encourage you all getting involved with your students' union and doing volunteering and joining societies. Um, you meet people from all over the world. So in my first year, I got uh, became really close friends with a girl from Japan, and like you do, just learn so much about the world and yourself. And um, it's a completely different relationship that you have your your lecturers than you do, say, with your teachers. And it's a lot more um, 
mature and yeah, it's just really great I'd, I'd recommend it that that's very interesting actually because i think a lot of students they've you know they've probably come near the end of a level spent so many years in school being having ticked in every day having to ask permission if you want to go on a holiday which is not allowed now even to go with, with your family for a couple of we- well for a week it used to be allowed before that you could get special permission to go but now it's not and you have to log in and log out and you have to get permission if you're going out just even to the dentist or doctors so university life is that very different to school is it very different is, what's the differences yeah oh, you go first <laughs> oh yeah I was just about to say 110% it's, it's so different so so different I just remember the first, my first year being away from well like starting university I was so relieved and I was looking I was looking back and thinking gosh I'm so happy I finished school just because you have so much more freedom like lectures obviously are compulsory you have to go to your lectures but as no one's forcing you to go to these lectures so you can miss a lecture and no one will do anything obviously you can't really mm-hmm. do that in school not that I recommend missing lectures but I'm just saying you have that freedom it's just completely you you've paid for this you've, so it's just it's a time to be you have that freedom it's, you have education but you also have independence through education but that wasn't the, the fact in school school most people see it as this obligation and no one really enjoys it that much you just have to wake up every morning do the same thing every single day but university is completely different mm-hmm. is it, would you agree, agree with that yes yeah i agree with that you get a lot of more freedom in university but then i think on the other hand um it's very different from school because you're so independent and that can be good but then on if you're used to getting so much help at like college and school sixth form wherever you went it's quite a shock when you go to university because you're so on your own and it's minimal help from lecturers and as um Catherine said it's a very like mature relationship so you can't really just go and ask for help whenever you want it's more like waiting for them to have free time to see you and I think that's just what I found difficult in my first year, just the change from having so much help in my A-levels to having not a lot of help and being so independent with my work in a um, university. But I think you get used to it as the year goes on. So mm-hmm. You were going to add something to that, Catherine? Oh. Yeah, I just say as well, like... When you do a degree, it's, it's, if it's a subject that you're passionate about, it doesn't. It, you're so interested in doing it, it doesn't really feel so much hard work. I mean, like doing A levels or GCSEs, it might be like, particularly with A levels, I didn't enjoy any of my subjects. I found it really boring revising or writing an essay. Whereas actually, with the university, because you're so passionate about it, like it is a lot easier to do your work. And also, you're with other people who are there to learn. You're not there who are people who are being forced to stay at school and get through the course. So, like all of your um, colleagues on your course will be really passionate about the subject and really like, knowledgeable so you get quite a lot of like peer-led learning as well so that's really good mm. so that's good there's the peer support you have there so where you are moving away from the teacher support you actually have peer support there mm. and it may it does take time I presume like as you were saying Yasmin you know doing the assignments and probably don't know exactly what is wanted and you may even not do so well on the first few assignments before yeah. you get into the the system of what each university is looking for and the the, the criteria that they're looking for because mm. each university each course is very different yeah mm. yeah like I think the first few assignments you're a bit confused you don't really know what's going on especially <laughs> if you have like referencing to do mm-hmm. and everything but I think as you learn with every assignment that mm-hmm. Um, you get back you know what to like put in next time what to work on more 
and yeah they do help you obviously but I just think it's a lot more independent work yeah mm-hmm. that ties into my point that I said earlier about um, university just being such a, a self-development time of your life where mm-hmm. you just kind of because the transition from school to university is quite big you're at school you're you know you're a kid you're still relying on the school system as you don't have the independence and you're relying on your parents but as soon as you go to university you're just you're just forced to be put on your own two feet and you you just grow a lot from it <laughs> very interesting indeed yeah can i quickly add um as well um your first year at uni most of unis it doesn't count towards your degree classification and the reason for that is because it is so independent mm-hmm. and so you know what Yasmin was saying so you get used to how to write the essays to reference and from that you're getting your feedback and developing more and understanding more about um, higher education and how like do your work academic writing and um, so it's only you really your second and third years that count towards your classification mm. Well, that's good. So universities actually give you that space to develop, yeah. to adopt, to understand their understanding of this process. We've been doing it for many years where new people are coming in like this, missing their families. Maybe some students are very upset leaving home. Yeah. I mean, for, you were saying it's a great experience. You know, you're developing, you're living alone and you're looking at it very positively. But there are probably some students that miss home, feeling very sad, maybe some even you know, might be anxious about it and don't enjoy that experience of living away from home. Have you yeah. come across that as well? 100%. Um, on Just in my first week at university, I met a girl like that. She was really, really, really struggling with homesickness. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, because she was, I think she was from the south, so she moved up to my university, which is the Midlands. So, um, yeah, she just she didn't like it at all. And um, I think that's completely okay. Not everyone... Obviously, she was very precious because everyone around her seemed to be having all this fun and they were settling in and she just wasn't feeling it. But first of all, there's a lot of support for people like that. You can speak to someone and it's not the end of the world. You have, you still have the option to change if, if you, it's just not for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, she actually ended up moving back down to university, which was closer to home, and that was fine. It, it, wasn't, it, didn't, it didn't destroy the year or anything. It didn't mean that she had to start fresh. It just meant that she could... She just wasn't feeling the same as everyone else and she mm-hmm. wanted to change it. It was fine for her. So with that in mind, actually, and trying to give advice to the, the A-level students that maybe have an opportunity to change this week, and we're going to sp- speak a little bit more in a few minutes about clearance and changing around universities, but just before we go into that, what suggestions should you give to these students about getting the right university, the choices they make, not just the subjects, because I know the subjects is something that you're really passionate about and that you really want to do, and probably a lot of them are passionate about those subjects by now, and they know where they want to go or, or roughly where they want to go and what kind of careers, although they may modify it a little bit. But what universities, what choices around universities, what advice would you give them about choosing a university? Is it too late? Because some of them have made choices already, but I know in clearance they can kind of change these choices. Yeah, I think if you've made a choice already, I think you should, like most of them would be happy with that because they would mm. have ensured that choice. But I think if they find themselves in clearing, then definitely don't just settle for any university. I think still look at the area, the accommodation that's available and just like what they do for the course as well. I think you should check that out because obviously even like a lot of universities do psychology, for example, but not every every university does the exact same course um, like what's in the course so I think you should still look around and see what Mm. they offer. 
That is important. I've heard that before, even for other subjects, that um, some universities are accredited higher than other universities in this subject where you have a a career path maybe in the NHS with one going straight into the NH- another university you don't have that option and you don't realise this until you're in on the course so it's important yeah. to investigate this beforehand of career paths is this something you'd agree Catherine also about making the proper choice um, yeah because I went in through clearing but my advice with that is if you do find yourself in clearing to call up all the different institutions get your offers and then make your decision um, just what like um, Yasmin was saying but also quite a lot of universities have open days after A-level results mm-hmm. um, before you firm your choice um, so if it turns out oh you didn't you didn't meet the grade for something you didn't quite get the grade you wanted and you decide to go through clearing you can actually visit the institution before you start there which mm-hmm. I think is really really important I wouldn't recommend mm-hmm. going to university if you've not seen it or seen the city or the whole yes okay. that's very true so what should you be looking for for a university before we talk about clearing and all of that because this is probably quite new clearing to a lot of our listeners listening in today what is clearing and the implications of that so we do we want to talk about that in a few minutes in, in more detail but before we go into that what should students and parents who are supporting your stu- their, their sons and daughters their precious sons and daughters leaving home maybe for the first time um, what should they be looking for from a university what, what criteria would you advise um, I probably, my biggest advice would be can you see yourself there happy for three years okay so what kind of things should be ticking off in a checkbox in mentally or uh, physically in seeing themselves happy? Distance probably is very important if they are a, a family person and family is very important to them. So whether they are going to travel to a university uh, away and stay in that university or commute every day or if a more local university is probably one thing that would be high on their list. Yeah, definitely. I think location is key. I think some families obviously like to be close to each other, so whether you're you're able to commute every day or whether you're going to go to university, which is close to home, so you'd be able to come home in the weekends. So, yeah, location. I'd also say um, expenses, because university is already expensive enough as it is, like with the nine grand a year that the government have put in. So I think, for example, London universities, um, a lot of people would love to have the London life and experience that through, through their university life, but it's, it's so incredibly expensive to live in London. Mm-hmm. So obviously if you're not, if money is tight and, you know, you want to save, obviously London wouldn't be the best place for you. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it has quite a lot of the top universities in the country, I think it does become very, very overwhelming. I know I, know, I have friends who go to London universities and they do struggle a lot with the money. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe go to university where in a, in a location where you know that you won't be spending as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say yeah. So location expense. What about reputation? Um, yeah, reputation is it, depending on your degree. So I say look for the for the university if you're applying um, the university which has the best or the, the you know the best university for your course. But um, I don't think uh, some people may find themselves in clearing or they didn't get the grades they wanted to get. So they may find that they didn't get the university, the top university that they wanted to get. But I also find I think that's it's not that's not the you know, that's not it's not the end of the world. You still get to have you still get to go to university and you still get the um, to do the course that you wanted to do. So it's not always I feel I think a lot of students put a lot of pressure on themselves. If I don't get these universities, then I can't do anything. I'm I'm gonna fail. I'm I'm gonna do this. But at the end of the day, you've still got a place at university. So 
to be happy and you're still doing the course that you wanted to do so maybe it wasn't the the top university you wanted to go to but you're still at university it, it may not be the student putting pressure on themselves. It could be the parents. It yeah. could be extended family that say, you know, we have family tradition that you go to this university or these ones we heard of are the best ones and you, you should only be going to this. Have you come across anything like this? Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of that pressure from family to want you to go to, like, one of the top universities. But I think if, like... That's amazing if you do end up there, but if you do find yourself in clearing and you don't end up in the university that you want to do, that's literally not the end of the world. Like, as Samuel was saying, like, you're still in university and you're still doing the course that you want to, and I think what's important is what you do in university. Like, you can go to the best university, but you can get a low degree. Like, Mm -hmm. it's still the same, but you can go to a university that isn't as good but still get a first and get a better job than that person so I think it just matters what you do in your university and the amount of work you put in Mm -hmm. that's good so we spoke a lot about clearance and probably our listeners now are wondering what is this clearance some of them may know it very well some may not know it very well and I know a lot of students do go through clearance when the results come out they've they've chosen something they um probably think they're going to get for example maybe three A's and then the morning of the results come out and they get an A, a B and a C and that what they were predicted didn't happen and they have this opportunity for clearance in front of them. So can we just, uh, Catherine, maybe can you explain to us a little bit first what is clearance so that our listeners can understand what is clearance? Okay, so clearance is a system um, that is um, done through UCAS where if you don't meet your grades, you can call up universities informally and they can make you an offer and then you apply through UCAS again and they, um, after you've been given your informal offer, they'll make it formal. And then you can study any subject that you want, as long as you meet the grades at that institution in the September. So that's a month later. So it is kind of a lot of pressure, but it's all very quick. But, um, mm. yeah, that's pretty much clearance. Yeah, and I've heard of people that have gone through clearance and um, they have been very prepared. They've had the numbers of the universities because they didn't get the offer that they wanted initially and then they got other results. So they've either modified the subject that they wanted to do, still in the same area, but maybe modified it. So it could be in a different business course or a different course, but something similar related to it. And they actually got into a a course nearer home or a university, a better university than they originally got in true clearance because people that were supposed to go on those courses didn't get the results so there was spaces there but they had to be very um, aware that this was a process and they had numbers written out beforehand and people helping them with their phones ready from 8 o'clock in the morning so I know both of you both Sal, both Yasmin and Catherine have been true clearance so can you give us a little bit about your experience what were you, were you ready like this? Were you prepared, or was this just uh, happened by accident? Um, I think for me, I I wasn't fully prepared. Like I wasn't writing down numbers the night before or anything. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I found out that I was in clearance, I just with my college they were really good. They helped and like supported you a lot. So I went straight up to my teacher, and um, we just went through UCAS and looked at all the. Uh, universities that were still offering psychology because I really wanted to get 
to do my psychology course. <laughs> so we were looking at all the universities that offered um, the course still and for the grades that I got. <laughs> and we wrote down all the numbers and the different universities and we rang them and they're very helpful. Like, they pick up the phone straight away and they just ask you for your UCAS information mm-hmm. and then they'll look at that in their um, computers in their systems and they'll they most of the time they do give you an offer straight away so it is quite easy I think you like it's a stressful thing but at the same time UCAS do make it easy for you so mm-hmm. that's very good so it sounds like it was great that you had that support there from your school yeah. and that you did it quickly yeah. So this is something, a message that we need to get across to our parents if you're listening to this, that you don't do it at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock on no, that no. day. You need to be proactive and either have your school there supporting you, go, going online, see what's available, or having some relatives able to do this and some free time with numbers and the phone available that they can do it and help you if, if there's a school is not able to do this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this parents, if you're listening, try and uh, see if your students, if your son and daughter has prepared for clearance it may not happen and they may get everything smooth but it's good always to have plan b in place to be proactive and have that in place so that you that you're ready for for this if this was to happen Catherine, can you just uh, before we go into break give us a little background about how you um went into clearance yeah sure so i um, was always told i'll log on to ucas before you go into school and they'll let you know if you've got your offer or not so i was trying for a couple of hours maybe from six o'clock in the morning um to get onto ucas and because every other student in the country is, it was really, really slow. Um, I eventually found out at about 8 o'clock that I was in clearance and then went to uni and got my grades. So it wasn't really... Went to school. Oh, sorry. Yeah, went, went to, to school. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> went to school um, to get my grades and mm. found out what I got. And then so I spoke to some teachers and we had a book of all the different unis and what how many UCAS points you needed or what grades you needed to be able to study psychology. Um, mm at that university so then I got a list of numbers and me and my mum just sat in the kitchen until we got a few offers um, me on one table her on the other I was on my mobile she was on the house phone just kept calling 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 um, and eventually did get some offers and that was it really that's real dedication and we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about that dedication after the break so do join us again after this commercial break inshallah